0: I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. All right. Welcome back. Jerry Durham here today with Jason Sharp. Short. I'm going to do a really short intro to Jason, then he's going to tell you his world. Jason and I met about two years ago, a year and a half ago on, I hope you're sitting down, Twitter. So many of these conversations start like this. And we connected over a research paper that had come out of the University of Ohio based on um, a group who had done some research on why people, or no, not why, Oh, I go, we'll we'll maybe talk about this later, who, this is important. It was a paper that broke down who is most likely to no-show or cancel a first visit for physical therapy. And I'm not going to go into that paper right now. Um, I just wanted to use it for the context of how Jason and I met on Twitter, as I was, needless to say, very engaged with the authors in that article and reaching out and yelling at anybody in the Twitter sphere that would listen because that's something that I'm very passionate about. So Jason and I have talked a few times and I realize Jason has a huge amount of value to add to the conversations that we have here about what's best for the patient is best for business and so Jason, I think without further ado, I will let you introduce yourself and just let everybody know um, maybe a little bit of your background, how you got here and what you're doing these days also, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, I have been a PT for almost nine years now. And when I started my initial practice was in the Philadelphia area, same as similar to you, Jerry. Um, And I saw a lot of patients not accessing care um, when they could. Uh, A lot of them we saw, by the time we saw them, had chronic pain. And I ended up, after three years of being a PT, moved into a PhD uh, training role to basically explore how patients access care within the system. Um, And I spent time at the University of Utah, uh, looking with both data and also interviews on how patients get care after referral for physical therapy. Um, and I moved on after that to explore how patients experience healthcare systems um, within the Veterans Affairs system. And so what I'm doing right now is really, I'm focused on the user experience, number one, from access to care, how patients get care, how they stay in care, and then their experiences while staying in care in order to continue their engagement with therapy. Um, And that's primarily where I've been because I really do feel that patients are largely ignored and um, how their experience and what experiences they have in healthcare just really aren't accounted for and or do we design healthcare systems in order to improve the user experiences. Um, probably a little limited. So that's really where my passion has been right now is the access and then the experience role
0: also. So I want everybody to pause for a second. Cause I just heard something you all need to take to heart. And Jason said this, and I love the fact, and by the way, I didn't prime him to say anything before this about how the people we call patients are largely forgotten in the system. Think about that for a second. These are the people we serve. This is the reason this whole $3.6 trillion industry exists. And because I agree with Jason fully on this, think about this. The, the people have become an afterthought and in some ways, and in some models, I would say the people are, people don't even want to see the people, right? They're hoping they'll stay out of the system, but yet the system isn't set up to facilitate that. So um, that's pretty interesting. You said that Jason, I love it um so go go a little deeper into what you mean by access if you don't mind in the experience because i want people to understand this a little a little deeper please
1: so what i mean by access there's kind of two folded two different ways that you could look into access primarily from a physical therapy standpoint for musculoskeletal care um you can look at how many people are referred and then how many people after referral come into care and that's the core of All of access and I am not as focused on number of referrals um, and more focused on after referral does the patient come and I think a little context there is that, you know, if you look within a system there's kind of three parts of the system that work interchangeably you have the patients, the providers and then the system. Um, and if you go after referrals, and a lot of people are already doing this work, so that's partially why I'm not focused there. But the biggest reason I'm not focused there is because I think the patients are the big one of the biggest movers within the healthcare system and drive whether or not they're going to utilize uh, care or not. Um, but the referrals focus on the providers in the system and and how they interact with each other kind of believing that a patient's almost a passive entity within the system. So if we increase referrals, do we increase use rates? Um, And there's plenty of data to say, no. Um, Basically, if we can increase referrals, that doesn't create any increased use rates. So where I shifted and started to look at access was, number one, which types of patients are coming to care? Um, Number two, what are their outcomes down the line? Use data for both of those. And then the biggest part that I think rounds it out is I do a lot of interviews with patients to really understand you know, okay, we know one this type of patient's not going to go, and we know their kind of their outcomes are going to be worse or better depending on what the data says. But to really round it out, we need to actually talk to the users to understand you know who do we really need to target and how do we target them? Uh, in order to pr- improve care uh, access. And and a lot of that really seems to be coming down to scheduling issues, knowledge of PT, and associated costs. Those seem to be the big, the three big things that I've found so far.
0: Say those one more time.
1: Uh, knowledge. Patients don't really know what that, well, let me break that out a little bit. Patients sure. don't really know what therapists do, and they don't know we can diagnose. Um, costs, indirect or direct. So that could be Copays and or taking time off of work and then issues with the scheduling system. Um, and Jerry, you've probably you've talked a lot about this. It's like it's really hard to schedule therapy and it's generally a bad experience. Well, I, I can't say bad experience, but it's it's a challenging experience to get into a therapist and we're
0: fucked up, Jason. Was fucked up. Is that in any of the research? Fucked no. up process. <laughs> that did not come out. Usually because 'cause I mean, I'd it's say it's out. fucked up, dude. You know I call yeah. and I listen to shit and Yeah, yeah, this is good. And so, wait, sorry, you said knowledge scheduling and sorry, what was the cost? Oh, and the cost. Thank you, and thanks for breaking down costs. I think that's really important. I love it. You only have a twenty dollars copay. By the way, what I didn't, what I failed to get from you is that you have a child in daycare that now you have to bring an hour earlier. That's going to cost you another fifty dollars you have to get up an hour earlier. You have to take two buses instead of one bus. Hey, that's weird. I didn't ask any of that. When they show up, I go, what the fuck? They only had a $20 copay, but who am I to complain? Yeah. It's uh it's it, we, dude. I think we, we should have God, I wasn't prepared for you to say this system doesn't like, I, you didn't say they don't like dealing with people. It's not set up to deal with people. Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's, set up as a business and or to deal with maybe the
0: providers if you consider yeah dude that you know boy when you said that too i was like uh oh i could go down that rabbit hole too yeah you know yeah that's a thing and anybody who's listened to this before and i did mention this earlier to jason i had no idea what he was going to say to be honest you know this the term therapeutic alliance well geez if we just build a relationship if the provider and the patient just build a relationship. Think about what Jason just said, all the difficult reasons people have even getting, if at all going to physical therapy. And then where's all our research? Well, let's do all the research based on when they get in front of the provider. And the, I could only imagine the deeper we go into this, the number of people with referrals that go that, you know, that, that whole thing, because it gets to be so small. It's like, Why would we look at anything downstream? Because the impact further upstream is so ginormous. But as I like to say, a little ego driven profession that we are, we came up with a term called therapeutic alliance because God forbid anybody else build trust or practice empathy with this potential patient, by the way, not even a patient, right? When they call the office, I make all my clients stop calling people patients. Yeah. Maybe after they arrive, I'm like, I'm okay. You you can ask them. But I love this term: people who are potentially on the schedule to be a patient. That's what I call them. Oi, 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 oi. So you're doing some research currently. Uh, well, yes, currently. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot.
1: Oh no, 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 that's fine. I'm actually in between projects. So uh, the last project that I did was another, I interviewed veterans to see um, after referral, how they get into care or not. Oh, and it, it, if you know about the VA, so the costs are really low, um, out of practice costs are really low, but they still have a lot of trouble. So my goal right now is to build a product um, and or a tool that makes it easier for patients to get into care. Um, I'm currently seeking funding and or figuring out a way to do that. Uh, so uh, it's not that I'm not doing a project right now. It's getting the tools and the ability to do that project is is what I'm working on currently. Um, but it will probably look like a uh, couple aspects is number one, kind of shifting the way evals are done, maybe um, a phone call system. So when a patient calls, what we're looking at is potentially having the ability to connect with a therapist right then and there, because there are telephone. Love it. Love it. Yeah. There's telephone billing codes, right? Since the pandemic and hopefully they stay in, they stay around, but, um, secondarily, um, have a knowledge-based, uh, intervention, um, where it's a very brief touch of like, Hey, this is what therapy is. This is what they can do. Just so you know, here's expectations during the evaluation. And this is the same work you're doing, Jerry. i um, very similar. Um, and then for those who don't even call and or schedule, we're trying to build some sort of knowledge intervention, both written um, and then also probably video with like patient testimonials. Um, and that's
0: essentially what we're trying to do. Um, so are you trying to look at the viability of a program, the seeing if you hmm. could increase access, if we could use a term that you used earlier, so that the people you you know here's something oh god jason there's so many directions we could go here oh here's an issue i run into with clinics by the way in network out of network hospital Uh, by the way everybody needs to understand yeah and the va i am familiar with the va and i'm glad you said low cost low out-of-pocket cost Yeah, low out-of-pocket thank you and i'm doing the quotes thing with my fingers um so you know it's not This this is the thing, and this is what came out of that Ohio State study, and I said it purposefully before. It tells us who, not why, because most people would say, well, again, like that $20 copay, it's cheap. Why wouldn't they come? It's like, oh, I could only list like 5 million reasons, and after I talked to them, I could probably list 5.5 million. Um, So I'm glad you said that, but most places don't even track this. This is interesting Mm -hmm. as hell. So I go into somewhere and I'm like, I want to know how many calls you got this month to people. I call it raising their hand. I have a question about physical therapy. They dialed your number. I have a question about physical therapy. I'd like to get scheduled. Do you take my insurance? Do you all have a pool? Do you have, do you treat children? I don't care what they do. It gets tracked. The number of clinics that don't track that is probably sitting in the 90th percent group So we're in an area, and you said the business side earlier, we're in an area that of we're in a profession that doesn't understand good quality business skills. So we claim business is bad for healthcare, and I'm like, no, we don't even know what business is in healthcare, so it's hard to say it's bad. Now, mind you, people come in and take advantage of healthcare very easily because of that. and They take advantage of people, but that happens in every profession on the face of the earth. And I give you the mortgage crisis of 2008. So, I mean, it's all over, but man, that freaks me out because you talk about when I ask you about access, I almost want to go so people have to track leads. Sorry, I call it new patient calls, potential new patient calls. Right. And then you want to look at, can we increase this A question? Sorry. Can we increase the number of people who go from calling to actually saying, I want physical therapy to get in touch and actually seen by a physical therapist? Is that what you're looking at for the research?
1: Uh, well, there's two aspects, right? Do we want to just, in- I don't think we want to target and just increase the number of patients. We want the right patient at the right time for sure. Oh, great point.
0: Great point.
1: Um, so, and, and it's more of less from like the right patient at the right time. Cause to me, that's a system level perspective, um, and or provider level perspective. I think it's giving the patients the tools to get care if they want to. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah, I love it. Inc- I freaking love that- it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that will increase numbers or not, but uh, we're, the hope is we're going to track and see if we can increase number of patients coming, but also look at how well does this tool and or product fit within the clinic, right? Is it very burdensome for the scheduling staff? Is it very burdensome for the therapist, right? Because if we create something that adds, therapists are burnt out, busy, Um if we add a whole bunch of work to the scheduling staff are also burnt out and busy, if not more so than the therapists, um, we can't create something that doesn't fit well and costs a ton of money, but doesn't create a um, also turn into uh, like a revenue generating mechanism in some way, shape, or form. Right? How does does it make money and does it make sense? And is it less dot money?
0: dot in the cur- the problem here is in the current system? Yes. You said, I'm trying to take some notes, but you're, you're sharing way too much good stuff. And I can't write fast enough. Yeah, that's fine. Here's the problem. So I'm hoping I'm not putting you in a bad place, but here's the issue I have with what you just said in the VA. Yeah. uh, And this should be a yes or no question. If not, let me know in the VA. Does it cost money not to see patients? For sure. It does. Okay. Okay, Uh, For sure. Okay, good. So then, because I talked a lot about this with some with some third year students about where they need to look at for the future of our profession. And this is part of it. I I foresee, by the way, Jason, I shared this with a group of people, I foresee physical therapists, DPTs, getting paid to screen people in a model like this. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is the current system pays for visits. So we're not going to be able to innovate from the inside on that. We'll have to go to the employers. We'll have to go to the self-insured. We'll have to go to people like that to really show value of managing, back to what you said, getting people, I like the way you said that, getting people the resources they need, right place, right time. Because there is that dirty little secret, and I know this is being recorded, that not all those people calling your clinic today need to be scheduled today. I say that all the time. And actually you're wasting more time, money, and energy of that person and you by putting them on the schedule. So tools, step one, you know, I'm going to, speaking of egos, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here. About eight years ago, I'd come up with this brilliant idea, but I didn't know where to go and how to do it. And it died on the vine because- nobody in healthcare would pay for it. I wanted to train a group of people. I wanted to drop them in. I think the geographical center of the States is somewhere in Montana or something like Kansas. I want to create a call center, drop a group of people, people, not providers, in the middle of the country to answer like a 1-800 low back pain number and equip them all with the start back tool and just mm. basically tell people what to do next. And I was like, we'll save more money from the system. I don't know how we'd be hard to track stuff, but we could find out their name, their social security number, whatever. But I was, I'm I'm still sure today we'd save the system so much money. It would be a huge revenue generator if we did it for the right client. Back to you, back to your example. I mean, let's face it. Same thing for the VA, right? By the way, Here, here's what I'm going to throw out here. We're going to go down this road, Jason, because you talked about costs and the expense and the load on the front desk and the providers. Mm -hmm. But if I can shift that load and I can cut costs, then I invest in the center and we might call it profit center that generates the most revenue for me. Now, magically, all of a sudden, we want more scheduling people. We want more people Mm -hmm. answering the phone because again, because of the work you're doing, we have information and we have a tool to make sure people get what they need now. And not everybody needs to be scheduled as we know. So that actually ends up saving the VA time, money, and energy because now, you know, I learned a lot of this from Mike Eisenhart. Now that tertiary level, which is actually in clinic, remember, I listen to a lot of calls, right? People just, you know, the fact that they make everybody invest their time, money, and energy to show up for that eval drives me crazy. Cause I'm like, they don't need to be in there. Right. So if we free that spot up for the actual person who needs to be there, then they can get quicker access.
1: Well, yeah. And I think it also boils down to a little bit of like that. If you putting the right person in there, it's also reducing waste, right.
0: On multiple levels. Yeah. 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 I mean, all of it, I, I think we check A lot of boxes, and and you know that that's big part of my gig is what can we do further upstream? What can we do the step before? That's how I you know that's how I came. That that that's why I finally left the eval room and went. My God, we're so far downstream. Yeah, and you know a lot of this started from back back to your research, my friend. Hi, Jason. Uh, My name's Jerry. Not a DPT by the way. Hi, Jason right? My name is Jerry. I'll be seeing you for your low back pain today. Why don't you follow me back into the eval room? All right. So what we're going to do next, we're going to go through some right questions and answers. I'll go through some movement tests and we'll give you a plan back to and I, whatever I had in front of me. So Jason, um, why are you here today? Well, I don't know. The doctor sent me. I swear to God, every time I heard that, I want to go, cool. We got 50 minutes left, Jason you're going to go home and pretend like this never happened. And I'm going to go downstairs to the coffee shop and give myself 50 minutes. Cause it's, this is a waste of time for fucking everybody. The number of people that I sat in front of, and by the way, that's one of my guarantees in my um, training and my call center work is you'll never have a patient come in and say, I don't know why I'm here because it'll be screened by the, the front desk. will pull that out of them beforehand and they'll either manage and set an expectation or back to mm-hmm. your point, they'll mm-hmm. put them on the phone with a provider. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a world of options
1: now with the telehealth ability. If, if people have a telehealth ability to talk, talk about to that a little like, bit. Well, I mean, I think you know the primarily it's revising, and this is the changing the system part is like revising what we think in eval evaluation. Excuse me is is like do do we have to have a patient? Do we need to take a bunch of um, objective measurements? No, you don't, right? Because you can really provide a patient a lot of valuable information, even in a five, 10 minute phone call. Um, And there's lots of companies doing this. Um, We know, for example, back pain is low hanging fruit, right? Let me pick on back pain is that based on what I've been hearing from patients is they just really want to know like what's going on with their back and have a diagnosis. And can we provide that as therapists on a five to 10 minute phone call? If you do the subjective well, Yeah, probably. And or even if you can't, you can help that patient then navigate the health system from there, right? Oh, we're the right person. Or, yeah, you should probably check in with your primary, but still see us. And or you need to go somewhere else. And that is still maybe not revenue generating, sending them to the ED or emergency room or somewhere else, but it's still value for that patient. And if that patient has a good experience with you, Are they probably going to come back or ask for your advice later down the road? I don't have data to say that, but I would guess probably, right? Like this is, this is how you get more and more patients into your clinics. Successful clinics, at least from what I've seen is they go word of mouth more than anything.
0: I make clinics uh, just some of them. It's just fucking pulling a tooth with no anesthesia. I make them as part of this front end pre, I call it a pre-arrival process. That's Mm -hmm. where you're. It's part I'm involved in. And by the way, the person who would end up in a telehealth, right? So let's walk that person back once. Yeah, I make the people build into the process that once this person starts asking questions that is beyond the scope of the front desk, that they are not allowed to answer any clinical questions. Because why? Because I've listened to calls and it is a, what I call another technical term. I'm sure it's in the research, a clusterfuck beyond anything you, there's nothing worse than a front desk person who's been trained and told in all the treatments all the services and everything because they remember a little bit of everything the uncertainty and the fear and the doubt on the other end of the phone is i literally can it comes straight through the phone hmm. so i train them to go you know what jason i don't know the answer to that but i know who does And guess who it is? It's the physical therapist I was going to get you scheduled with. So here's what I'm going to do. They have availability at five o'clock. They got a 15 minute slot. And I am going to have them call you. And by the way, I present this not as a question. It's a statement. Yep. Right. And it is not a visit. It is, there is no charge here. This is not a patient. This is pre-arrival. And that person gets on the phone and it is up to the patient. And the PT to decide if they are in the right place, if this is going to move forward. Or by the way, I've heard examples, referred them back, sent them somewhere else, told them to do three things and just give us a call back in three days. If that's bad for the system, my friends, <laughs> you haven't been paying attention because that is good for the system on top of everything else. And by the way, from a business, let's go pure business here. Here, let, let's do it. Go pure business approach you did not want that person. They were more likely the increased risk of no showing or canceling their first visit anyway. So I'm like, why would you put them on the schedule? It's a bad business move. Let's just go fucking pure dollars. It's a bad business move. Now let's add healthcare back into it. It is insanely bad. Yeah, Why would you waste their time, money, and energy with all that uncertainty and all that fear and doubt? Yeah, I mean, what's a 15-minute phone call
1: in waste compared to a 45-minute? I, I don't know how long most people have for evaluations, but it's yeah, probably legit. longer and By than the way, dude, minutes. even
0: if it was 30 minutes, by the way, here we go again. Someone had to get, let, let's go from the patient side, they, they, right? They had to get in their car. Yep. They had to leave work. A lot more time for, for parking. That. They had to walk yeah. in. They had to fill out the godforsaken paperwork, which we're not going to address today. They had to wait, and then they got seen, and at the end, the provider went, by the way, if you show up here, I'm going to go out on a limb here and then I'm going to stop talking, I promise. If that same person shows up and you invest the time in it, I'm going to say magically with zero proof, but we all know damn well. And if you say otherwise, you're lying to yourself. The provider is going to come up with a plan and put them on the schedule. Yes, I said that. It's, it, it is what it is. By the way, when the provider, we're not going to go down this route. When the provider is incentivized with visits and units build. There is zero, let's talk about the current system, incentive to do the right thing, which was tell them to call back in three days.
1: Well, I mean, I would say there's an incentive, but there's an incentive to get them on the schedule.
0: Sorry, there was no incentive to do the right thing, which was send them away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was taking that same person who they got on the phone with and said, no, call me back in three days. Now they put them on the schedule. They moved them forward. Now they're going to get put into a plan. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk a
1: lot about what we think patients want, but I mean, this is the second part of what I'm hoping to do is really know and understand once we start to initiate these phone calls and or you know, create a system where a patient can make a choice if they want to get care or not, then like downstream, right? If we call them on that 15 minute call on their screened, do they want us to call them back? Do they want to call us? And I think this you know, it takes the guesswork out for therapists and clinics and, and you know, I mean, you have to have a system that works for the therapist and the system and the providers, but also the patients are still getting forgotten here a little bit and we need, or the clients. Um, and I think this is where we would bring, I would continue to ask the users and clients, like, what is your experience with this and how can we improve it? Um, and that, And that's the best way to continue to change the system
0: and improve it for them. Well, you know, it's interesting, Jason, is the the money to be made here is the VA because a dollar saved, right? Yeah, It's budget money. And then in the employer side, the self-insured side, because this model exactly, I I keep jumping back and forth and thinking we're not talking. But this is right because the the employer incentive is to the, the visit becomes a tertiary option. The mm-hmm. third option, right? And mm-hmm. it's exactly what you're saying. And r- really, if it's your employee and they're on your your program, then everybody has to use this system. It'd be interesting, Jason. Not that you need more work, but to go back to some of these programs where, and there are employees employers using PTS as the point of entry to the to this central like nurse number now. And again, I know there is. I know there's some different incentives, AKA you have to use this, otherwise we don't pay for it. Right. right? Is it, is a, right. But it'd be interesting to hear once they engage this system, their experience in it. I'd be curious to hear that once you put someone in a system like this too, again, and they don't know when they call because they're not necessarily even calling for physical therapy. They're calling because they hurt their arm. They hurt their back. They hurt their ankle. Yeah. Because there is incentive in that model to take the next right step. I like this. I don't like to go downstream. We go so far downstream, man. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, I tell people every time, just figure out the next step. I, I train the front desk people on sell the avowal. Sell the yeah. time, the energy, yep. what you will get for your time on it. So you say yes today. It almost sounds like a sales call, dude. Jason, if you say yes today, I will give you 60 minutes with an expert. And by the way, I tell them because the research, at least the medical research, I I think you know, Jason, if not, I'll say it out loud. I say it a lot. I don't read a lot of research, but man, when I find research I agree with, I fucking read a lot of it. So I went looking for what people wanted about eight years ago, nine years ago. I just started Googling and researching and asking around, what do people want in healthcare? What do people want from their providers? And I pulled together about, right? Some of them were way out there, but I pulled together a kind of a narrow, narrowed down group of papers. And after we got through, right? Because if I ask everybody, we all give the same question first. Oh, they want someone who listens. I'm like, we get that. We get that. We got to get beyond that, right? Because we... That's about in the room with the provider. So what I broke it down to, and I took all these papers and I read them all and I highlighted them like crazy. Cause if you know me, if you don't highlight it, it didn't happen. And then I pulled all the common themes out and really what it came down to when you broke it down, it was about five to six things, but it came down to this. They want an expert Hmm. who will tell them why it actually, the research says diagnosis, I broke it down to PT side to say why, and the why is why can't, why am I having low back pain when I go to the gym? Why does my ankle hurt when I move this way? Right. They want to know the why. So the research says diagnosis, but I don't like that word so much in my world. So I say, they want an expert who will tell them why they can't dot, dot, dot. And then the big kicker, man, everybody, and this is where everybody blows it. They want a plan. They want to know what the journey looks like back to this desired outcome. And that was consistent in the research. Now, mind you, I tweaked that one part. I believe I was okay in doing that instead of saying, you know, I give you a diagnosis and I say, shit, if I can tell you why, why within our guidelines and everything, why you're having this back pain with deadlifting, then I've given you the diagnosis that you need, right? And you want. And it just comes down to that.
1: Well, and,
0: I, and we know this. I, I, would,
1: I would second that. And I think that a lot of that is all super important. I hear that too. But that's like once you have the patient in the room, right?
0: Pre-patient no, 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 dude. This is how we engage people. This is how we get people. Here we go. Let's do this. Okay. If they don't know what physical therapy is, and mm, God knows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God knows, dude. So you can see. If they don't know what physical therapy is, but we do know. Here's the thing with physical therapy. People already have expectations. Even people have never been there. People go, why? I say they use the healthcare system. So people bring, this comes out of the research, Jason. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I have to tell you this, my friend. People bring the expectations from their healthcare providers from healthcare into this experience, sure. right? You know what For I mean? Sure. So, I mean, if you go to restaurants, I mean, you know, yeah. and, and I'm just giving you a hard time. But I always have to remind everybody, nobody, I, I say, nobody knows what you do. I start from that. We have to 100%. start from that mindset. And then I go, but they're bringing expectations. So if you don't manage and set them, this is where selling the provider comes in. I'm, I'm setting an expectation around, what will happen during your first visit with your provider that magically matches with what the research says people want from a healthcare provider.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I should be clear what I was going uh, to say. Yeah, is Cause like, you I know, mean,
0: I jumped dude. I told you, yeah, I, didn't, know, I, I, I have know. to be the smartest guy in the world.
1: I mean, I would, I would add two more things to your list and all of those are actually consistent with what i found. Right. And Uh, I didn't mention, and you had mentioned, is like what their past providers tell them, especially if they trust those providers. If that provider says go to therapy, they're going to go. But let me add two more things to the list. And I I don't have a ton of data to say that these are influential, but it certainly seems to be the case is if you make it easy to get therapy, scheduling, um, it's easy to get there. Um, There's an easy telehealth option if people want it. There's a, a clinic that's close to them and it costs very little to get that first visit those are two big things easy and cost right like and they're yes they're looking for an expert but they're not looking for an ortho surgeon or anyone in particular they're just looking for anyone who's an expert easy and costs last
0: okay jason here we go here we go my friend we're going to go back to that ohio state study I've said this twice now and I'll say it again. The Ohio state study told us who, not why. Yeah. So my challenge to that group, my challenge to anybody reading that. So I picked that study up and we read the title and it doesn't say who or what it, it says something about, right. It's a very, um, proper title that says something like people who no show or cancel and I set the paper down, I remember getting it and I was so excited, I really was. I was excited as hell to read it because I needed some of this data and this information to understand if how I was coming at what I'm doing was proper. And I sat down, I took a deep breath. I said, all right, Jerry, you got all your biases already running high here. And so I wrote down, it said like the five reasons. I wrote down like six or six or seven things, right? And I said, the paper is gonna show this. And I'm going to say, but Jerry, you're going to read it to they to see if they understand why. Or sorry, why not who? The results were who doesn't show up, not why. And I say the challenge of that is they don't know what to expect, and that was not measured in the study. So the study did not tell us what they were scheduled for, and I'll guarantee you. Jason with 130% certainty. And I'll put bet the farm in it. They were all scheduled for physical therapy Thursday at nine o'clock with Jason. I wouldn't pay $20 for a physical therapy appointment. I wouldn't drive five miles for a physical therapy appointment. I wouldn't get on two buses, by the way, you know, what was interesting in that study. It was females. I didn't want to go there. And I thought, wow, how low a value are you guys selling that? I, I, I don't know. But that was one of the five, dude. Medicaid. I was like, God damn it. Give him a fucking reason. Give him a reason to show up. So, yeah, I get passionate about this, Jason, because I'm like, we're still right. It's not it's not what. Right. Oh, these reasons. That was the other thing. When I read it, when I got done reading it, I was going, cool. Now more practices are going, Okay. we don't schedule Medicaid people. We don't Mm -hmm. we we Mm -hmm. tell people live five miles away. We tell all women right? Because they're not going to show up. And I'm like, so I want to challenge our thinking on this is that this is the only industry on the face of the earth, dude, where people are flying blind. Even a restaurant, you look at the menu. I've never been at the restaurant. Let me see your menu. I mean, dude.
1: I mean, you can, you can look up a Google review for a restaurant. Yeah. All of it. Google review for most providers. No.
0: Yeah. All of it. And so this, Th- th- this is where I get into qualitative versus quantitative on this side. Right. And then we go, you know, because th- this, the whoever introduced me to social determinants of health, I owe a insane debt of gratitude because it got me to take a step back and go, man, there are multiple factors coming in here. So yeah. again, that's the way I look at a patient's journey. What, w- which again, is why I love what you're doing, my friend, don't get me wrong. And I, I don't, I, I just, I think parts of these we have to come at differently. What are they buying? What are they buying? I say this all the time. I do it to my front desk training people. When someone calls here and you tell them it's going to be $50 copay, what are they buying from you?
1: Yeah. And by the way,
0: I've listened to the calls. They ain't buying shit. There's so much uncertainty. Uncertainty, fear, and doubt. i tell everybody there's only three reasons people cancel or no show. Fear, doubt, uncertainty. Again, Mm. every one of those people, I would love, I swear, as God is my witness, I would love access to every single one of those people no-showed, and I would just ask them one or two questions, dude. What were you buying? And maybe if they didn't quite understand that because it's healthcare and that's not typically, I would have followed up. What were you going to get? This would have even been a better question. Mm. This would have been the tell from the user, right? I mean, I, I, by I, showing up at physical therapy, what would you have received? What value? Here we go. Mm-hmm. I'll go hard on this. What value would you have received by showing up Thursday at 1030 for physical therapy?
1: I mean, I would say lastly, and this is something that we don't really measure most of the time. is like, what could we do better? How could we improve this experience for you? Even mm-hmm. for those who didn't show. Say it
0: again. Say it again
1: what, what could we do better oh, cool. or how can we improve this cool. experience for you? Right. Like that's the, that would be my last question probably, because do we ever ask that rarely, you know, and also, I mean, this is beyond because we are, we're not assessing the people who don't show in come into our doors. Right. We're only looking and seeing the people who are there, not the people who aren't there.
0: And this is the value I'm going to throw out. And I think there's a study here to be done. The calls I listen to on the front end because I get to hear people who don't schedule. I get to yeah. hear conversations with people who schedule and don't arrive. I get yeah. to hear conversations with people, sorry, who cancel. I get to hear conversations with people who no show. Right? I get to hear all these, and I'm gonna tell man, I'm gonna tell you. By the way, I'm, and this is the other thing I tell people: there's no hundred percent here. That's the other right, thing. right? So. Yet, right, when I went out in network, I, I got to share this. When I went out in network way back when with, in my in-network uh, um, physical therapy clinic, everybody within the profession, everybody told me it wasn't going to work. And I said, why? Nobody will pay. And I said, well, it's not an option because I want to keep my doors open. I managed to convert by changing the first phone call, by doing nothing. Check this mm. out. Check this out. This is a research study within itself because we controlled one thing, by the way, in hindsight, by accident, you know, we changed one thing and one change only our incoming phone call. We converted 65% of all the clients. I tracked every client. Do you have a poll? I have a question. How much does it cost? Do you have physical therapy? I want to get scheduled. I tracked every lead. We, mm. we converted, this was 15 years ago, 65% of all of the people who called our clinic to schedule physical therapy. And I'm going to guarantee you our first visit arrival rate set up because of the way we managed our pre-arrival process. So people who were scheduled showed up. Because why? Because I checked all the boxes, cost included. Cancel rate went down by half because people who arrived had their expectations managed and set. And the provider, I would argue, the scary thing is the further we break this down, you might say the provider becomes less of an issue in this whole mm. fucking journey, dude, of which I think you and I might agree upon are not as important. Let, let's put it this way. Has to bring themselves down to a level equal with the team. Cause what I, what I proved is everybody on the team served as great a value to client patient success as anybody. Cause everybody's sitting back, just get them on the schedule. Yeah. Let's get you scheduled with your provider. Let's just get you scheduled. Let's just get you scheduled. The, by the way, the drop-off, I bet you that Ohio State Clinic has about a 30 to 40% drop-off rate. I'll go, I'll, I'll say it publicly right now. 30, drop no-show rate? No. Of the people who arrive for a first visit,
1: oh, they self-select
0: yeah. out. Yeah. So they do arrive. They show up, they meet their provider. By the way, let's go back. Did they know what to expect? Right. Same thing you're measuring. Do they know? This to me is the do they know thing. Do they know what they're gonna get? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I can't emphasize and agree more with the value of every single team member in the clinic. And you know, if everyone is invested in the patient, it becomes everyone's m- mission and it just creates a much better experience for the patient, right? And also better experience for the front desk. If, if, Everyone across the board has a better experience, right? And like, then the, you know, if you're just an example, like, then a provider doesn't have to come in um, after a patient is scheduled or shows up and explain what therapy is as much. They still need to do it, but oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's it it's a lot easier to hit a baseball and a tee ball. Than a fastball, right? And that's basically what you're doing is you're setting it up so it's easy for the provider to lay off. Or I mean, I'm giving really bad analogies, but
0: no, no, no. I I use that same one. So the third objective, so my pre- my pre-arrival phase that I build out and I train people in the third objective is to set the provider up for success. Yeah. So I, you know, for anybody that's heard this, I, I know I speak poorly. But I don't speak poorly of the work we do. I speak poorly of our egos and what we believe is the work we need to be done. Because I will argue with anybody, we have over, and I think we started here, Jason, we have overburdened the PT with doing way too much. When we take a step back and look at trust, alliance building, managing and setting expectations and all the work, and then now everybody wants them to set them up on an app, I'm like, we have leveraged the provider. We're over leveraging the provider. Take mm-hmm. some of the burden off. Have the person walk in the room and go, by the way, I say in the back of their head, they're like, Dr. Jason, right? This is the, I'm here to see Dr. Jason. Dr. Jason is going to listen to me, tell me why, and give me a plan. And when I walk in the room, no one's going to say this, but the engagement with Dr. Jason and I are, is now going to be a better conversation. By the way, I would argue an alliance has already been built and facilitates this moving through this evaluation and getting me with the least amount of resistance to the place I need to be, which is whatever you and I decide needs to be. And this is why I get so passionate about this. Again, in the Ohio State study, I'm like, no, we don't know why they don't show up because we don't know what they expected. And we don't know what you're selling. So I take all that and say, we can't make any assumptions. I call it the no surprises. There used to be signs in the back Mm. of my offices, no surprises, Mm. billing, expectations, address, copay, provider's name, location. I mean, everything, everything was no stone was left unturned. That's where, so I had a 60% conversion rate, but of the people, because I did a cost call back before their actual visit, so everybody got their cost. Once they were checked, they got their cost call. Our arrival rate, our first visit arrival rate, was like ninety nine point nine percent. People were going to show up, right? And there was no stone left unturned, man. They knew everything they needed to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it boils down to right. This is not. This is beyond therapy. This is just human relationship. Is communication from the start clear? effective communication, and then it just makes it easier for everyone. I would say it also makes it easier for the patient, right? Then they know they're investing their time in something that's high value to that.
0: Now, by the way, is $20 a big cost or is $30 a big cost? That's the other thing I say all the time. Well, they'll only pay $20. I'll go, for what? What are you selling? Yeah, I mean, they don't know what they're selling. That, that, that's my thing. So I always say people will, and by the way, they're very relative terms here, but so think about, Two or three of the top reasons in that cancel, if you remember that Ohio state study, three of the reasons or three of the five reasons of why people no showed or canceled. And I always say people will travel for an expert. It was distance. People will pay more for an expert. It was cost, and then people will um, people will travel, pay, oh and and wait that uh,
1: It's funny you mentioned that because my the qualitative study I did at Utah said the same thing, right? If they thought, and particularly they saw orthosurgeons as the experts, all three, the same three, travel, weight, and cost. They're like, I'll pay whatever, I'll wait as long and I'll get there and I'll I'll make sure I get there. I mean, granted people
0: still miss visits, but they're just- Well, no, 100%. We're we're talking, I I like to talk increased likelihood. So all of this with what you're talking about, what I'm talking about, Increase likelihood of whatever result you want first visit right second visit an outcome right yeah how can i increase the likelihood that someone so i use that arrive pay and stay um, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. i really like it because it, i can burrow it in anywhere we need it so when i train the front desk team on pre-arrival they own by the way, back to what you said earlier, I want to jump on this just a little bit. They own arrive and pay. Them. Hmm. They own two thirds of a fucking successful patient journey. I'm like, Ooh, sounds like an important role. I'm like, fuck yeah. Why the fuck are you posting for a front desk fucking job? This person owns two thirds of patient success in your business.
1: Well, they're they're also highly influential for the third because that patient doesn't show up. That's gone. anyway. Well,
0: stay, stay becomes kind of that course. Of care oh, I see, sorry. I sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I didn't define them. Arrive, arrive as first visit. So I always yeah. say you can't have a completed course of care without first visit arrival for sure. Right. So yeah. So arrive pay and then provide our own stay seriously. Yep. Um, yeah. but it's all set up. And then I even, I even kind of wink and smile at the front desk when I say I had to give state to the providers, otherwise their egos would have been hurt, but I go, you guys play a role in that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so again, it is not a, it is not a degrading of the value of the PT. It's just bringing everybody at the same level that they all play a role here. Because what I do with the front desk team, I got a five-step process. I got it on my desktop. I post it every day. I give it to people every day because no one knows what the hell to use, how to use it. Mm. It's all based around managing expectations and building trust. And the five-step process is built around me figuring out what you need from us and can we deliver it? And then do I have the expert? And then they sell the avowal. I say, you got to sell them on what they will get for their time, money, and energy. That's the avow, right? So, I mean, they know the distance. We're going to give them the cost. Now we got to tell them what they should value. So they sell the time with the expert. Hmm. Expert. Why? Plan care. So now you're wiser, because even those people say no. Everybody can't lose. They hang up, calling the next place, going, they didn't talk to me about those same things. They didn't ask me those same questions. My goal is everybody hangs up knows. By the way, asking expectations is one of the five steps, dude. So finding out to who sent you, right? Yeah. What have you done before to help this? What have you mm-hmm. done before that didn't help this, by the way, all on the first phone call, dude. And so th- this is what I love. And, you know, you and I have never talked a length yet. Why I knew it'd be such a good conversation is, you know, a number one is focused on the user side because mm-hmm. without it, we don't exist. And number two is Right access, conversations, next steps, right? Mm-hmm. All this stuff, experience, right? And I love the fact you go asking people and I love that nobody asked that question. What could we have done better? Oh, so much should be learned from that.
1: Yeah, well, if it's asked, yeah, it's it. uh, not an emphasized important point, you know? Or it's the, it's a write-in and no one writes it in, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's super important. Super important. And we're just starting to get there as healthcare systems and workers and PTs, but it's, we got to ask it more often, right? And especially chasing down the people who didn't show. That's a lot of work, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is,
0: dude. But that, that's why I say, I swear to God, if they gave me all those people's names in the Ohio study, I'd go find them. Ohio yeah. State study, I'd go track them now. Because uh, again, I'd ask them one question What were you buying? What value were you going to get if you showed up? A combination of that and we would know instantly dude why they didn't show up and it would have very little to do with any of those five reasons yeah for sure so what are you going to do with all your data and your expertise you're going to set up a system to get people to the right place i mean you kind of alluded to that with your next study didn't you
1: Yeah, so, and you had actually asked this, and I didn't do a good job answering it, is, yeah, we want to build that system, you know, the combination of, uh, I mean, patients are inherently different, the ones who uh, schedule, that we know schedule, we're going to, you know, try to give them the option for that immediate evaluation on telephone, Um, scheduling assistance, clear, like, This is, you know, similar to what you do. Like, if you're having a telehealth visit, this is what a telehealth visit is. This is what an in-person visit is.
0: Those who you mean the description to the user what it is. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And then those who need information, we're going to provide either over the phone, um, and also those who don't schedule because we can track the referrals. We know who the leads are in the VA. Um, Send them information securely. Uh, that video and our knowledge base, but what we're what we're really trying to do is look at and track the outcomes of like how many does this change the number of patients coming, and then also does it fit? So is it feasible, um, and is it not too too burdensome essentially? So that that's the you know that's the hope and the goal is to start to build that. But the step slightly before that is figuring out, you know, we we've talked a lot about what is influencing care and people getting into care, but we don't really know like what the biggest problems are. So I'm hoping to rank and figure out like, hey, because we can't address everything, right? What is the biggest issue patients are having and go after that and then stepwise go down from there. So we're still developing this and it sounds very undeveloped because it, it's not built yet because we need to get patient input, provider input while we're building it too. So um, we're not making this independent of other people's input, we're going to build it, re- reiterate it, and continue to make it better as time goes on.
0: I know a guy. I know a guy who can help with the front end, you know. And I'm going to say yeah. this publicly because I said this to you before. I wanted so bad. I wanted so bad to be a part of a follow up, and I don't know if there is anything even scheduled on that Ohio State study because all I wanted was say, give me one scheduler. Yeah. Give me one scheduler going into the same system, same everything, same conversation, right? Same system, not going into the same system. Give me one scheduler from that same system. And we're, I'm going to train that person on my conversation and just sit tight and see what happens. Check out arrival right? Dude, I have, I have on more than one occasion. Think about this for a second. And I'm not pumping my work, I'm, I'm. or sorry, my business. I'm pumping the fact that this is, I don't care, it's a proven, it's, by the way, it's proven in every other industry on the face of the earth, except for healthcare. So I don't have to prove this. And yet I have proven it with, in multiple, in different payer models. By the way, I've made the biggest impact in, in network clinics, the cheapest mm. payers. hmm mm-hmm right? They have a huge cancel and a huge churn problem, drop mm-hmm. off rate. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this isn't even a money issue. It's a, it's a, nobody knows what to expect. I've had two clinics, very high volume in network clinics, drop their cancel rate in half, half. Think about the financial implication on that. As we sit back and go think about the people that we're taking care of. Yeah. By just training the front desk. And they knew nothing of else what to do. I knew nothing else of their business. So I'm like, eh, it's close to an RC, RCT as we get. I mean, it, it's happened consistently in the companies that implement it in the ones I can listen to the calls for proof of process, right? Check through. Are we, getting the pro- are we acknowledging? Are we getting the problem to be solved? Are we getting expectations? Are we selling the expert? Are we asking how they want to pay? And are we recapping why they should arrive? Yeah, I literally I mean, have a step called recap why they should arrive. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. It, it reiterates
1: it to the <laughs> patient, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, I mean, you keep saying RCTs. RCTs are not.
0: No, I'm just like, kidding, dude.
1: More, more patients are getting in, right? Like you're tracking an outcome, which yeah, is also. I, I am
0: tracking a, a result thing. with, with, I would like to say, I'm tracking a result with one new input, right? For the front desk. Right, right. So one input tracking a known result in a system that's currently functioning, and we change. I went all the way upstream, dude. Eh, I shouldn't say that. That's a little bit of a lie. I went as far upstream as I could in the company. First sure. phone call. Can I schedule? Sure. Which is showing a difference, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's that, just. It,
1: yeah. I would say it's still super important, right? And that's what I was trying to say. Like, just because it's not research or. A published paper doesn't mean like I mean reducing no share rates is better
0: access, right? And this is where my passion well, right. Comes in. Like, yeah, that's the, huge. yeah, exactly, dude. And so well, right, yours again, cancel rate and arrive oh, right uh, beyond first visit arrival rate. But what happens if they shouldn't have been on the schedule? What happens if they should have gone to a mm-hmm. telehealth screen, right? Dude? so mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. argue, right? Every step down cancel rate is a downstream. I mean, that is downstream, dude. Oh, uh, super downstream, right? Yeah. So so cool. We change that. So that means more people are engaged and they're showing up. It doesn't tell us I'll own this. It doesn't tell us if they were supposed to be there in the first place.
1: No, I mean, well, there's so many levels here, right? Like we're not even talking like direct access, right? The, I, <laughs> we're not even there yet either, right? Or the marketing to get the patients to
0: even make the call before. And this know? is what I do. So the best way as a sales guy, the best way to make me look better is better is people who are a better fit coming into the system. More people who are the best fit for this system, this process, right? Or no, this, uh, this business. So I work with people on on changing up their websites, changing up their marketing, changing all that dude, to get the right person like a Jason to go, Hmm, all I want is, Hmm. This looks like me. Hmm. This looks like it could help me. And I'm like, cool. Call us. And then there's that big fat phone number. And then there's someone who's trained. I'm going, hi, Jason. Right. What can I do for you? Oh, I'm having a little trouble. Hmm. Not tell me more. Right. We talked about this, right? Oh, yeah. how'd you find us? Oh, I was on your website. Well, oh, what'd you see? Now you're going to tell me your expectations, dude. I, I think there's a huge amount of value in the work we're doing. Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. I mean, and I, and I would also mention you've kind of
0: mentioned like getting
1: the right patient in at the right time. yeah I think I think those patients are fluid, though, too. So I don't want people whats to that get mean? The, well, I don't want people to get the impression that, like if a patient is not appropriate now that they're not appropriate tomorrow or they're not appropriate after hearing what therapy is, right? Oh,
0: interesting, dude. yeah. I, I, you know what? I honestly, that third way you just said it, I've never even thought you're right. Well, mind you, I have built in a follow-up system. So even if you don't schedule someone, you call them in three to five days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if they're not getting, so getting, I, I'd say it's a check-in call, by the way. It's not a let's get you scheduled call.
1: Oh, you that's taken? very different. Yeah, I yeah.
0: By the way, I, I stumbled upon that when I was doing the calls in my own business. Dude, the value of hearing the voices on the other end when I said I'm calling to check in on you was like, I'm never not going to do this till the day I die. Right. I'm going to do this every day until the day I die. I make yeah. every business. I said, you're not going to call them back to schedule. Them. You're going to call back and say, are you getting taken care of? Right. Yeah. They could say they're feeling better. I'd go. Awesome. They could say they found another place. I'd go. Awesome. Right. And that's what I used to say. That's all I said. Anybody who calls us looking for help, I want to make sure you, you get taken care of. And it is a good way for me, by the way, to take it even a step further. What happens to these people who say no? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, no, it's Oh, just, just all bad. of it, all of it. The work. Oh, you're doing yeah. Right.
1: Not. I mean, <clears throat> there's so much there. I mean, we talked about a lot, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and I think it's just. I mean, to kind of summarize what I think this this whole thing about has been about, and what you're doing is looking beyond where I think we mostly looked, which is after the patient's in the door and you're taking them to the evalu- evaluation room. But that's what
0: you're doing room. too, dude.
1: I know, I know. And what I think- we're doing. I think, yeah, I think people just need to start to look at the whole experience of the
0: user and also bring
1: the user into the experience, right? Where- it, and God right bless, now, we
0: have to tell healthcare to do that. God, it, I still, <laughs> a piece of my soul dies every time we have to, uh, I'm like, got to acknowledge it. You can't pass over that. Got to acknowledge but, it's true, but it's passed
1: over so much.
0: Um, it is man. It is too much. And which got us to the state we're in, which is again, now that we're at the end of this, I want people to keep think- keep remembering, we're talking about a system that that rewards visits and units and time and more time. That's yeah. why I always give funny looks when I stand in front of business owners and goes and say, not every patient who calls today should be scheduled today.
1: Which is true, you know, and it's, uh, I think, a small example of not listening to the user, and I, uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on this, is when, you know, if you ask a patient, goal, this is just an example, and they say, I want to be out of pain, out of pain, a lot of therapists have, have a follow-up visit, and they automatically don't listen to that, you know? Uh, And I think, I mean, if a patient wants to be out of pain, that's what they want, right? Like, what does it matter? Like, my goals don't matter at that point. It's what they wanted is to be out of pain. And I think that's just a small example of, you know, I think we sometimes turn off and don't listen to the user, right? Because we have our, our preconceived notions. And that's one of them. That's just a small example of what I've seen um in the past
0: and i've done it you know i'm I'm dude we all did it. it. i probably did it more than you did i did it more than anybody else listening i'll guarantee you that yeah but now we're trying to make them in so we get a little extra we don't get a gold star we get a little bronze star next to our name because we still fucked it up yeah I, i i'm like yeah it's interesting man if someone says something and say yeah we can do that And then it's on a note. And I always say the provider doesn't do that. I said, they'll be looking for job within 50 minutes of that patient being done. Cause it's like, it's the, it's the lowest hanging fruit and it's not to do something unethical and it's not to deliver a placebo. It's fucking listening, taking the context, the whole thing, right? right? All of it into a bigger picture. Nothing is about one treatment, which cracks me up in PT right? We're not saving anybody. We're not killing anybody in one fucking visit. So why do we talk about treatments and services? Like they're one visits or 12, 12 of this thing. Good drives me crazy. All right. I think we oh. solved a lot of shit, dude. I think Anthony, <laughs> your nice i's job is done here.
1: Yeah, no, yeah I think I, this has think. been great.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Jason's on Twitter. I do know that people. So uh, where else are you, dude? Anywhere um, else?
1: Uh, well, I just made my own website. It's not great. So I'm still refining it, but, um, and it's just Jason sharp, dot com.
0: Okay. J A S O N S H A R P E P D D D P T. Sorry. Hold on. Go back to end his name with an E D P T P H D.com. com. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's so a what, conversations of a around papers and conversations around the stuff we talked about all there. Fuck. I got to go there,
1: dude. Uh, it's a beta phase. So it's still, I'm still, I mean, it's like anything else. You're but still do yeah.
0: I got to go there. I,
1: great resources, man. Yeah. It was a good place to kind of summarize everything,
0: you know? Yeah. It's interesting, man. I, I think the future, sorry. Someone said something to me the other day. I said, um, have you looked at the state of healthcare over the last 30 years? You really want to argue with me about what the future is going to look like and doing the same thing? I'm like, uh, yeah. Unless um, I checked, costs went up and life expectancy went down. That's like the biggest fucking loss you could take on the face of the earth, my friends. I mean, my God, what could you share with me on the upside of how we have to keep doing things the same way in healthcare? Costs went up, life expectancy went down. I'm like,
1: okie dokie, margin. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, costs have consistently been going up, but outcomes are have started getting worse recently.
0: Yeah, outcomes. The result. The results yeah. are getting worse, and so we've got to start. And I don't think it's in. And I'll say it right now, I don't think all the work needs to be focused on the providers and the research of the intervention. It needs to be involved with how do we engage people. Yep. to get them to make, as I said earlier, I don't change people's minds. I've never, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, um, oh, sh- there there was another one. Sorry. I don't get people to change your mind. I give people information they need Yep. that they can then make a choice. And so if I'm leaving them short of information, they can't make the best choice for them. And by the way, in my world, everything they need to know is they called the right place. They have an expert who has helped people just like them. Some way, some form, their expectations have been managed. They know what they'll get for their time, money, and energy on that first visit. And they know a cost or they've been promised a cost. If all those boxes are checked at the end of it, I go, Jason, so what would you like to do? And you yeah. say, I'll see you on Thursday. And I go, awesome. That, that, that is my goal. Of the first call phone calls to check those five boxes and then go, Jason, what would you like to do? And I tell the people I train all the time, if you check four of them, you did not give him all the information. If you check three, most people, by the way, I do the secret callers. Most people rarely check one to two of those boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rarely. So, right. If we do that, then I lead Jason down a path where he gets to make the best decision for himself at this point in time. And no, I don't train people on how to argue with people who say it's too expensive. That's fine. Who am I to judge? Yeah. I might ask some qualifying questions just to make sure we're both clear on what it is we can do for you. I get it. And by the way, I am I empowered my front desk people to lower the price to a certain amount in my business. And I empowered my front desk people to offer payment plans. If we could help someone and they wanted our help, I wanted to give them some options based on that. And if they said yes, we got them scheduled and they were on a payment plan. If they said no, we gave them the number of a place or two, locally, that we knew could meet their needs, which is huge.
1: I mean, I I would also say my my work has shown, like a lot of the time, the cost isn't the one time copay. They're concerned about the eight to fifteen. You are so correct. Their friends went for thirty visits. You are or whatever, correct. Yo, you know? dude, so right
0: expectations. Again. Expectations,
1: right? So you could say we're we only need a visit to. And that, if that's all you need, that's all you need, you know?
0: Yeah. See, so we're back to the details of this stuff again, dude. And you're right. And I discovered this when I was telling people and I was going, oh my God, they're doing the math.
1: Yep. hundred percent doing the math. This is awesome.
0: All right. This might be a two-parter. So you may have just heard the second part. Okay. This is too good to cut short. So, but thank you everybody for uh, listening again, Jason Sharp with an E dptphd.com um doing god's work out there as i like to call it oh yeah what a coincidence it coincides with what i think is important but i think after this discussion you should if you didn't think it was important now you know if you thought it was important maybe you contact one of us um we're happy for sure. to chat with you so for sure cheers all